Please pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. may be seated. I will make you fish for people. I have to admit that I have always found that one of the stranger things that Jesus has promised. Now I know why he said it. It's a powerful image and the church has really latched onto it for a long time. But it's also a really great pun. And Jesus really loved a clever bit of wordplay. Now that's usually lost on us because we read a translation of a translation of what he would have said. And even though I'm understanding of and supporting of the updates in our English translation, I do have to admit that the older one preserved the joke a bit better. Oh, you're fishermen? Well, I'll make you fishers of men. Classic Jesus. However, even still, I distinctly remember even just being a boy in Sunday school, singing, I will make you fishers of men if you follow me, and being vaguely uncomfortable about it. Now that's probably because as a child of the late 20th century, I knew nothing of commercial fishing in the first century. So my picture was not the one that Jesus had. What I imagined was the lone angler standing down by the Monongahela River where I lived, seeking by skill and stealth and subterfuge to hook the lone fish, to overpower it and pull it in, to hoist it out of the water and pronounce triumph over it, and then to throw it back in without a second thought. Because... In my part of the world, the steel industry had made the fish inedible for generations. And so we never did anything but throw them back in. And so to me, it seemed like that was the whole point, to win. It was a game. You went out to hone your skill and your prowess to demonstrate it to your fellows. And as long as your aim was fish, and you had some friends in the great outdoors, it was a wonderful way to spend the afternoon. But I still couldn't imagine that Jesus would want me to do that to people, especially not as the primary part of my work in following him. Now, I was a kid, so I didn't ask any questions. And everyone around me just seemed to accept the imagery wholeheartedly. And so I spent a long time sort of uneasily believing that my job in following Jesus was to ensnare others to do the same. And we had hooks, tastily baited with promises of blessings in this world and joy in the next. And once our hooks were sunk, we had lines, strong ones, which, whether we admitted it or not, whether we knew it or not, were made out of a lot of guilt and shame and a whole bunch of fear. But they were strong enough to reel them in and keep them securely bound. Now the reality for most of the people around me, faithful people, was that they had not overthought the metaphor as much as I had. And they wholeheartedly believed that they were doing what Jesus wanted them to do for the good of those they were trying to reach. And I wouldn't criticize their hearts for a moment. Their language was souls saved and victories won. And who wouldn't want that? But every time they said it, 
I just couldn't help remembering that I had never seen a fish pulled from the water that looked like it felt it was being saved or that it was winning anything. But still, Jesus said it. Now, like I said, his image of fishing was different than ours. It was more corporate. Groups of people throwing nets into the water. No stealth, no subterfuge, just getting whatever they could and pulling it out. Because their lives depended on it. But even then, perhaps that's better, but it still doesn't seem like a very pleasant experience for the fish. So what are we to do with what Jesus says? Well, one option is to remember that the ultimate fisherman is God. That Jesus tells the parable that at the end of the age, God is the one who casts the net into the sea and pulls us all in, out of our broken world and into his presence. And God can be trusted to do that. God can be trusted to do what is best for us, even if we think otherwise. But can we? Can we really be trusted to do that work, to do it right, to do it faithfully? Time and time again, it was proved to me that we cannot be trusted, that we will not do it God's way. We will always want to do it our own way, for our own reasons and our own ends. And our own way is always the wrong way. then what are we to do? We can't just dismiss it. He does say, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And we stand here having fished our own way for so many years and decades and centuries that I have to believe that that's part of the reason that the church in so many places is in the state that it's in. No matter how many people are in the pews, still casting bait into the world that no longer fools anyone, throwing nets over the side that are too worn out to catch a thing. But Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. Well, the key to understanding it, of course, is in the first part. The part we skip over so easily in our haste to get to doing it our own way. Follow me. Do it like I do it. And Jesus then immediately goes on in the gospel reading to demonstrate what that means. He goes about Galilee proclaiming the good news and doing the good news. And nothing but that. There are no hooks and no bait and no lures and no lines and no tricks and no power struggles and no force and no fear. Just good news. And the people come to him. But we still keep trying to do it our own way anyway. Now, as a child of the late 20th century, I had another image of fishing that sometimes rattled around in my head. But I never for once considered it seriously as what Jesus could have meant. Bert and Ernie are out on the lake. Having left Sesame Street for the day to get in a spot of fishing, but they're having no luck. 
And Bert is there with his rod and his reel, and he laments their lack of a catch. And Ernie's just casually relaxing in the bow of the boat, and nonchalantly mentions that he could catch all the fish. So Bert challenges him to do so, offers him his equipment, but Ernie turns it down. I don't need that. I'll just call them and they'll come. And so, of course, Bert scoffs and mockingly demands a demonstration, which Ernie provides. Here, fishy, 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 he calls out, and the fish jump into his boat. And before long, he has patiently trained a chastened Bert to do the same, and they have a miraculous catch. But that's just a joke. I mean, it's a joke for children. What could these Muppets have worthy of our theological consideration? But didn't this all start with Jesus making a joke? Oh, you're fishermen? Well, I'll make you fish for men. And didn't St. Paul tell us in our epistle lesson today that the very power of what we've been given to do is found not in that it seems wise to us or to anyone else, but precisely in that it seems like foolishness to us. The power of God is found in our work when it seems to us like the last thing that we would ever do. And so perhaps if I had followed Jesus more closely and read St. Paul more carefully and taken Ernie more seriously, then I would have been spared years of theological angst over this image. And maybe if the church had done the same, we'd been spared years of wasted time and resources and energy, worrying about techniques and programs and equipment and how we can influence people and how we can gain power. And instead, just spent all those things on doing what Jesus told us to do. To proclaim in word and deed the good news and only the good news. That Christ by his cross has opened the way from our broken world into his. And he calls us to join him there. And that he has sent us, his fishers of people, merely to stand calmly in the bow of the boat and loudly proclaim to the world, Come unto Jesus, fishy, 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 fishy. And if that's what we did, and if that's what the world heard from us, and the only thing the world heard from us, then I have to believe they would see and hear in us the very call of God. And that when they were ready, and when they could trust us, that they would leap right into the boat. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.